Hello, my name is Ben Perry, and today we'll be covering the mysterious and violent defense as well as the front office of the 2009-2012 New Orleans Saints football team, better known as the Bounty Gate Scandal. Before we dive into today's topic, I would like to briefly thank our sponsors, Frank's Red Hot. Frank's Red Hot is a hot sauce brand that produces a variety of assorted flavors and seasonings. Frank's is great for Sundays when the game is on to have with your wings, ribs, or whatever you want. Frank's Red Hot. I put that shit on everything. Now back to Bounty Gate, the modern day bounty hunters. Our podcast covers the New Orleans Saints Bounty Gate scandal, which from what we know took place from the 2009 to 2011 seasons. But we are finding out new statements say bounties have been part of football and the NFL since its conception all the way back in 1920. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about the team that perfected bounties like a manufacturing plant. Game after game, the same team that resulted in linebacker Jonathan Vilma, head coach Sean Payton, defensive end Anthony Hargrove, and defensive end Will Smith, and countless others, and countless others, all getting either suspended or fined for their involvements in the scandal. But that's the aftermath. Let's start from the beginning. I assume you'd be the first to speak out against uh, any bounty that is intended to be payment for inflicting and taking somebody else out of the game because it could happen to you. Yeah, I mean, but I think what we're talking about is there have been a lot of false accusations in regards to uh, what the Saints bounty, quote unquote, was. And I think uh, initially with the NFL's media campaign, I think it was portrayed in a way that hey, we're pay- these guys are being paid to go out and intentionally hurt people. And that, that was never the case, and it's yet to be proven. Um, unfortunately, I think the perception has kind of become reality in that regard, but uh, I think that all that will come out in due time, and these guys will be vindicated. This is Drew Brees, quarterback of the New Orleans Saints, defending his team and telling the media it was blown up a portion and saying what countless other teammates have said, that it was just a reward for good plays, a source of encouragement, if you will. All organized by the guy in this next clip. Don't apologize for how we're going to play. Kill the head, the body. We've got everything in the world to make sure we kill Frank Gore's head. We want him running sideways. We want his head sideways. Every single one of you. This guy is Greg Williams. He was the defensive coordinator at the time for the Saints and is the ringleader for the whole bounty hunting scheme. This audio was recorded by former Saint and defensive back Steve Gleason, who was working with film director Sean Pamphilon to document his challenges and fight dealing with ALS. On January 5, 2009, the New Orleans Saints would hire Greg Williams, who would immediately change the team, seeming to be the missing piece they needed since they ended up winning the Super Bowl that year, a monumental event for the city of New Orleans, at the time still dealing with the tragedy of Hurricane Katrina. This Saints defense was mean, and everyone knew it. Coaches would tell players to wear extra knee padding and to be aware the Saints wanted to hurt you. At the peak of the bounty scandal, the team had a $50,000 pot for who can make the best hit. When Hall of Famer Brett Favre was a target, linebacker Jonathan Vilma personally put $10,000 out into the pot if they knocked him out during the game. 
Brett, who showed no signs of regressing despite his age, took hard shots at his chest, back of his knees, and was down on the ground in agony at some points of the game, but that didn't stop him. This was an unsuccessful hit for the Bounty Saints. The Saints had a hit list, which included Kurt Warner, Brett Favre, Jay Cutler, Cam Newton, and Alex Smith, just to name a few. The way this hit list worked was very calculated. Players weren't just going out there and hoping to hurt someone. They were targeting players who have previous injuries or weaknesses. Here's a rundown of how the whole bounty thing worked. A large pool of money would be collected from players and coaches. The bounties paid $1,500 for knocking players out of a game. $1,000 for card-offs when a player is helped off the field. $400 for hard hits, which was called wax, and a $100 deduction for mental errors. Everything was systematically tracked. If the bounties were not collected, they would be put into the next week's pool. So instead of $1,500 for knocking out a player, it would be $3,000 payout. Like when knocking out Kurt Warner and eventually leading to his retirement after that game. We want his head sideways. Before the Bounty Gate scandal ended, the bounty hunting team was put on full display targeting Alex Smith, Frank Gore, Michael Crabtree, and Little 32, just to name a few, by targeting their ankles, legs, heads, anything they can do to get a dirty playoff. But the 49ers had different plans. The 49ers, although taking relentless hits from the Saints' defense and being a subject of targeting, played a tougher game and beat the Saints 36-32 due to having their own studs on defense. Patrick Willis, one of the best linebackers of all time, and Dante Whitner, one of this generation's hardest hitters, showing up on full effect, knocking out the Saints running back, Pierre Thomas, and leading to a fumbled ball. After this game, the Saints' defensive assistant, by the name of Mike Cerillo, tipped off the NFL anonymously and collapsed the once-thriving Saints bounty scandal, which led to the suspensions and punishment of Sean Payton, Greg Williams, Joe Vitt, and 28 other participants. The Saints were also fined $500,000 and forced to forfeit their next two second-round picks in the NFL draft. After the inevitable end, of the scandal, it has come out that the defensive coordinator, Greg Williams, has done this similar scheme before on the on then Washington Redskins. After countless players have came out and said they have participated in this before, Greg found himself coaching the Jets before getting fired and has been unemployed for the past two years. Sean Payton's situation turned out a bit better than Greg's. Peyton coached his son's sixth grade team was suspended 
and continued coaching up until 2022, which will be his final season after a rather brash announcement of retirement. Peyton's legacy will live on, though, in the new Netflix special documenting his year coaching his son's sixth grade team, played by Kevin James and directed by Billy Madison star Adam Sandler. Jonathan Vilma, the Saints player who put $10,000 on Kurt Warner, ended up trying to sue Roger Goodell for his suspension after being one of the most influential players on that Saints defense. One of the most iconic lines Jonathan Vilma said was that old man can't play football. But he took those hits and he won that game. This has concluded Bounty Gate, the modern day bounty hunter and the documentation of the Bounty Saint scandal. This was a once in a lifetime incident and a true example of how much a driving force money is to players and how much the league has been extorted in the past. Personally, I wouldn't be surprised if there are bounties still going on in the NFL today, but I guess we would never know. This scandal is fairly similar to the Patriots Spygate and ball deflating scandals, so if you enjoyed this, I would recommend looking into those. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and learned a thing or two. I look forward to seeing you for our next episode.